0: We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships.
1: I told my mom, this is just conversations. It's not, because she's like, what's the topic today? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll find
0: out where we go. I know. It's it's conversation. It's just catching up. It's kind of hearing what's going on in your life and um so yeah I I didn't really have a topic in mind and then when I found out you were here I thought oh my gosh what better conversation can we have to hear from grandma's perspective and and so so what do they call you do they call you grandma are you grammy are you Mama D? Mama D. yeah Mama D. I like that there's a whole lot of things that go through my head when I have an opportunity to Meet someone new that's kind of um, has been living that adventure for now five years. One of my first questions to you is, what was your thoughts when you heard that Lauren was going to start recording a podcast about Evan's life and um, and integrating that some of your stuff into it?
2: Well, what was funny is I didn't even know until she sent it. I didn't know that you guys were doing this, and all of a sudden I got it. Um, on, you know, I looked on Facebook and I said what is this? And I called her right away. And she goes, oh yeah, we're doing a series. And I was like, cool. But the first one, it was really funny when, when she sent it over, I told my husband, I said, I cannot believe this. We lived this experience every step of the way with her. And I'm crying my eyes out. I'm like, why? I mean, I know the ending. I know what happens. Me and technology, we don't get along. So um, it took me almost two hours to figure out how I was going to get this. And finally... I got it. And like I said, I would, I just cried my eyes out. So it was really cool.
1: My parents are very supportive, especially when it comes to Evan. So, I mean, my mom and dad have always been really supportive of me and helped me get through a lot of stuff just in life, like college and, you know, doing new things. And then when Evan happened, it was more of like, how can we help you guys? How can we help Lauren and Sam? Like my mom came a lot of times, and she told me, like, I'm, I'm here for Evan, but I'm really here for you. What do you need me to do? And that's been super, super just, like, helpful, because when she comes, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> she can't make my husband complain, even though he, like, pretends to. It's like, because she he, all she does is clean and cook for us the other time she's here, and she'll, like, play with Evan. So it's, like, it's it's really a joy, considering that they don't live here. It's really nice for them to be here. Yeah, and we don't live that
2: far away. So it's, it is nice. I can, if I have to, I can hop on a plane, but I always drive usually um, to come up because I don't know how long I'm actually going to stay. It could be a long weekend. It could be longer. And if we have a nice storm,
1: it's even longer. <laughs> <laughs> than I think there, there's a time where they're supposed to only stay for like what, six days, and you end up staying like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we enjoy it. I mean,
2: it's, it's fun. Um, we, we like to celebrate with Evan and, and the family and, them out give Lauren a little chance to sleep or rest and not have to worry about what's going on on a daily basis. So it's
0: fun. So what brought you to town for this trip?
2: Oh, this trip is a biggie. Yeah, This
1: is a different trip. This
2: was my, we meet with my family, um, once a year, pretty much, maybe twice a year. Um, It's usually around Evan's birthday and um, or Christmas sometime and usually in the summer um, we plan a trip. Unfortunately, Lauren can't always be there. And COVID last year. Yeah. And COVID, no one went anywhere. So we were, this is a family of just
1: no husbands, (laughs) just our side of the family. It's it's all blood related. My grandmother's here. Her mom is here and anybody related to her blood. Is here, is here in my house.
2: I don't want to say guys because we got three of them. So, you know, I've got my uh, my nephew coming. And then, of course, Ryan and Max, my other grandchild. And, and then Evan. Evan. So we've got, uh, you know, more boys now. <laughs> so. But all the ad- adult world. Does. Yeah. Yeah. So we just. It's, all, it's all blood related. And we're going to celebrate everybody's birthday one night. Everyone gets to celebrate a birthday. So we're going to do that. And just have a good time with just family and Loving on Evan, um, because he's a little yeah. on the cranky side. So we're going to... Not
1: cranky. Well... He's not, do- he's he's not, not doing well, very
2: well. But he's, he's you know... he's, he's
1: You still see him every once in a while. He's yeah.
2: peeking through yeah. and smiling, watching his shows. So we want to spend that time with him. You know, make sure that uh, he gets to see us and we get mm-hmm. to play with him and love on him. And, and his cousins
1: don't normally get to see him very right. often, but maybe once a year. So it's really cool to see them. The first day is always a little like, well, because everyone's like, don't touch him. Well, first, when they all came, it was Evan wasn't doing well. Let's kind of just leave like him alone. And now that he's coming around, it's like, sorry, Evan, everyone's going to be looking yeah. on you. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> and they're showing him things and they're letting him hold things and he's loving it. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so I want you to tell me a little bit, um, maybe from Mama D's perspective. When Lauren calls and says, Evan's not doing well, what kind of goes through your head um, and, and what are some of the emotions that maybe you feel? Is it a, is it a I rush up? I'm I'm ready to get here? You said you, you live relatively close in proximity. So how far is relatively close? We live right outside of Houston okay. in the Woodlands. <laughs> so yeah, it's a six hour drive, but that's okay.
2: It's but really it's close. To close.
0: Enough. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. it could I'm be gonna... worse. I
2: could live in Jersey and have
0: to drive 24 hours down this year. <laughs> I mean, it's all relative, right? It's all <laughs> it's right. all relative. So, so what does that um, when Lauren calls and says, "You know what, Evan's not doing well." What are some of the first thoughts that go through your head as as Mama Dean?
2: When she, when we first found out, um, and Lauren would call, it was, "When do you want us up there?" You know. Now, tomorrow, you know, what's our time frame? Um, How can we help? Now she calls and it's more of, okay, um, we'll pack the car. We'll get a car. We'll come on up, you know, or um, my husband always says, does mom need to be up there right away? I'll put her on a plane. Um, And Lauren usually says, no, you know, you know, just come on up tomorrow or whatever. She'll give us time. We don't look at it anymore. I think the first couple of years we looked at it like, is this going to be our last time? We need to get up there. Now we look at it as
1: I think all of that was too was hospital states. Yeah. We yeah. were rushing to the hospital. And I try to give my mom enough warning when those bad mm-hmm. days would happen. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I need you right now. There's been a couple of times where I'm like, you need to get in the car, like now. Like we're something bad's happening, like right now. But of course, Evan. Yeah, bounces back or does his Evan
2: thing. Um, but now we we look at it as um, we want him, we want him comfortable. We got more than the time frame that we were supposed to get with him. So every day is a gift from God. So we take that in. Um, but yeah, she'll call me. She'll call me and I'll go. And it's always an excuse to come up. Um, even my husband sometimes he goes, if we go up now, you know, what's our, you know, when's our next trip? You know, I don't, you know, and I'll go, well. You don't
1: have to go, long going, <laughs> but. Um, it's like the next trip's already planned. Yeah, yeah, we always have it planned. And we always have the in-betweens, and that's when my dad's like, well, no, you're not going to go up <laughs> in July, in August, and then turn around and go back up in September. Like, <laughs> my mom's like, well, why not? Like, yeah, yeah. Why can't I go back up? Work does get in the
2: way, though. You know, sometimes I have to make sure I can work it out. Um, a lot of times, they've been very supportive since COVID, and I can work from home, so I can bring my laptop up here, so it really doesn't matter where I work from. Um, so I just take that drive time usually off and, and work in this room and, um, whenever Lauren needs me, she yells and I'll come out and, you know, have a
0: powwow with Evan, make him snap out of it. <laughs> are you, are, are you the, uh, the magic pill that, that, no,
2: has- but I, we just, you know, Hey Evan, you know, this is, this is, you know, grandma gets a little bit of, you know, of, Leeway there, you know, I get to talk a little bit to him and you know, give him the little finger wagon and you know, tell him to snap out of it. And sometimes he looks at me like, yeah, who do you think you are?
1: <laughs> I can mean, do my own thing. <laughs> but he does know who, which I, I love that he does know who Mama D and Daddy Rick are because my parents, we face time often yeah. and yeah. we face time with my grandmother as well, like his great grandmother. Like we technology now is amazing. So like he knows her voice. Like, right when my mom walks in the room, he looks for her. Like, he's like, where, what? When he, she, he knows that she's here. Yeah. So. So it is cool to see him grow and, and,
2: you know, and live the ups and downs with him. Um, You know, the valleys are just as much as important as the, you know, the mountains. So it's really a joy to see everybody go through that and the way they go through it differently. And, you know, how she's really, Lauren's really helped Um, not only here in Oklahoma, but I have a big following in in Houston as well with the things that I teach, and um, they all follow Lauren, and a lot of them have said that they look at their lives differently. Um, You know, some of them are going through, like, they're older, so spouses are passing or they've had heart attacks and things like that, and what Lauren, how Lauren sees things differently, I think we all do now. Um, you know, having a special needs child and, and terminally ill and, um, you know, trying to deal with other families that have issues, even if it's ADHD, you know, um, those kids are hyper and a lot of people don't want to deal with them. And it's like, no, no, they need to be in these programs. You, you need to find something, a way to work around you not being frustrated with them because they have a right to be there. Um, And so Lauren's brought a lot to the table and by her talking about it and us being able to live it with her, um, we have an outlook, a totally different outlook on on children and, and the things that she's doing with those special needs kids. And I think it's awesome. I'm glad she's doing this.
0: It's pretty powerful to to live it and then get to live it out um in additional ways through in the community and with your family and all those extended extended pieces uh, so i actually want to ask you about something because i've heard i've heard grandparents say in the past that it's it's a burden it's it's very hard to watch your child go through something and experience something but in some ways it's even harder to watch your child experience it with your grandchild and so I wanted you to maybe walk us through maybe those um, that first initial conversation when that diagnosis happened. And Lauren described in that first podcast where she called you guys and then you just needed a minute. So y'all kind of hung yep. up the phone. Um, and I wondered if maybe you would kind of walk us through um, what, your, what your thoughts were and experiences trying to live that not only through your child, but now with your grandchild.
2: Um, I remember the first phone call, like as if it was yesterday. Um, we did get the news. We hung up the phone. Of course, my husband likes to research everything. So
1: Which is we, yeah, we
2: re, we researched monkeys, and I'm telling you, there might've been two paragraphs and that was it. And um, we didn't know, you know, all, all the bottom line was death before three. And we just fell apart. You know, how were we going to deal with this? What were we going to do? How are we going to help Sam and Lauren get through this? know what how how do you you know get a grip on knowing that there's an end i mean we all have ends but not knowing i don't know if you know if it's any different but knowing um so we decided um the first time lauren called and said hey evan's going into the hospital he's seizing um i said okay what do you want us to do you know fly drive, you know, how soon do we need to be there? And she goes, oh, no, 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 don't worry. You know, no, you don't need to come right now. And I hung up the phone and I told my husband what was going on. And he said, okay, let's pack as if we're leaving because we know we're going to get that phone call. So let's pack. Um, within the hour, she called. within like fifteen. Minutes. Yeah, whatever. She called and, and I said, oh, we're already packed. You know, we're leaving the next morning. So we came up um, not knowing, you know, again. I don't even think you waited the next morning. We may have left. But w- we came up pretty quick. Yeah, it was like a couple hours. And so, you know, it was more um, just having that, that, that feeling because Sam and Lauren, like you said, it was only a four-day from the time of uh, diagnosis until he was hospitalized and actually on life support for, you know, um, I think it was only 24 hours, which was a blessing because we were warned it could be. And then what happens if he doesn't, you know, respond coming back out? And so we just all were numb, you know, but Sam and Lauren, I mean, they were troopers. I mean, you just saw their, they were going to, they were going to, this was not a one time, you know, we're, we're going to get through this and we're going to figure out, you know, a solution to the problem. They knew that this was a long haul and that this was going to be their life from now on. And, um, you know, we just supported that. I, I thought that that was, that was so great that they just stuck together. They decided how they, what the next plan was. No one went on their own. Everyone discussed it or they discussed it with doctors, you know, and, you know, fast forward that one time when he was in the hospital, all those, you know, for a month, um, you know, Lauren, they they basically said, say goodbye, um, you know, if he comes home, we don't know what's gonna happen or how long and if he stays here, you know, he's most likely going to pass, and, um, you know, Lauren comes in, and she says, no, it's, it's, it's not over. This was a song, and, you know, you have, you have 13 adults in a room looking up this song that no one has ever heard, you know, going, calling all the radio stations we possibly could to figure it out, because it's not on any playlist, so it's a, a gift from God, and all of a sudden, he comes home, and the best part about it was he came home in style. Someone had brought a car that he actually drove down the, down the hospital and they had a police officer pull him over and give him a ticket for speeding. It was just so awesome. So when you are living all of these these experiences and going through it, um, those are things that you, like I said, the hospital stay was bad, but you don't re- really remember that anymore. You remember him leaving the hospital in his car and having a police officer write him a ticket. You know, those are the things that you remember. You remember him, you know, coming home and having a cake, you know, not really, but, you know, we're uh, celebrating a birthday with him um, doing just crazy things. You know, those are the things you don't remember really the valleys because we know that, you know, there's always a silver lining, regardless whether it was his time or not, that's a silver lining. Cause we know as Christians that Evan's going to be just fine um, and that we'll get to see him again. So we're, you know, but we want to spend as much time here because then we don't get to see him again for a little bit. So, you know, those are just just experiences that we just remember, you know, but she has called quite a few times and said, Hey, Evan's not doing well. And we would go, okay, just let us know what you need. And we'd come up and um, sometimes I come up by myself and say, okay, you and Sam are going home. You're going to sleep. I'm staying with Evan tonight. And, um, and that's what we would do. And I'd say, I call you if there's, Something happens and they come the next morning. We go to breakfast, short breakfast, but we'd go. Um, and then we get back in the hospital room and
1: play with Evan. <laughs> so that first time that they pulled us into the conference room with Dr. Griggs and Dr. Mm-hmm. Roman, when we thought we were gonna have this, where he was gonna come home. Yep. I told my side of the story of like they kept saying we need to put him in mental with clean juice come in. I was oblivious to any of that. What was going through your head watching Sam and I go through that? And did you understand what they kept saying about a mentally or a medical induced coma? Like, were you, did you know?
2: Um, No, I did not until he said the computer, how you reboot the computer is basically when I realized that we were shutting him down because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, um, watching you, and I don't think any of us really comprehended any of that. Um, I think I more was focused on what happens if. And then he said, we can only do this three times. And I thought, what do you mean? Can three times? Do one, three times. Take him down um, okay. three times. And then we would have to figure out something else. And that really hit me. I thought, well, what do you mean three times? We, we should just be doing this once and Evan should be fine. So there was a lot of things, yeah, going through my head. Um, of course, your dad and Sam's dad, they didn't say anything. I think you and I were doing all the talking. Same with that. Yeah, questions. and Sam was asking a lot of questions. So, um, but they, yeah, um, that was kind of scary. It really was because you, you know, you're taking a, a, a baby, really, six months old, and um, you know, going to put him on life support for you know, we don't know how long. Yeah, so that was. That
1: was, I mean, walking the
2: halls. We got more steps in, I think, that day than ever.
1: I had to make her sit down, so she got a fit. We got her a Fitbit for Christmas one year, and she was like, "I gotta get my steps in." And she would go back and forth, and I finally was like, "I need you to sit. <laughs> like, you're stressing me out. Just stop." <laughs> but, but,
0: we the pacing yeah, yeah, no, alone was stressing you out. Is that the hospital stays <laughs> are stressful
1: because it's yeah. you always know they always bring up Evan could probably pass, and it's. Yeah and you know it in the back of your head, you're like, okay, is this it? And I remember one time we came, we had a, when he had that really bad seizure when he turned two right around your birthday. And I called my mom and I'm like, he's seizing. We haven't seen him. Like he opens his eyes, but he's not there, which he's never done before. Um, And I remember my parents coming up and he was on Heliox, which he's been on before. It's supposed to like make the oxygen go through out the whole entire lungs. That's why they push the helium into it. It pushes it. The oxygen further down into their lungs, so it oxygenates the the body, the lungs, and and I had gone home that night, and Sam, me and my dad and my mom all went to breakfast the next day, and Sam met us, and he was like, so we're having a conversation, Sam's saying, we're having a conversation at the hospital, they think it's time to take him off heliox." And I, in my head, was thinking Heliox is the only thing keeping him alive. Like, we've been on Heliox for days, which that's not normal. It's super expensive. But they were like, we don't know what else to do for him. He's not coming around. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose him. Mm-hmm. They're going to take him off Heliox. And he's going to, like, uh, why are we still sitting at breakfast? I mean, All the bad stuff's going through my head. Well, Sam didn't explain it correctly, and he thought he did. So me and my mom are crying at breakfast. <laughs> Sam's looking at me like I'm an idiot like like, <laughs> why are you so upset and I'm like he's gonna die and she's like I'm like no he's not like like they're just taking that and I just felt like that's a big thing that that they put him on it's gonna be a big thing taking them off well by the time we got back there they already weaned him off mm-hmm. most of the healing and, ops, he was fine. and he was fine but I was like but those are the things that go through your head yeah. is we're taking away interventions is this too soon And it's like, we have to trust in ourselves and trust in the doctors and our team of like making those decisions. But I remember just being like, okay, this is it. Like, like, I, I don't know how to handle this, but this is, I mean, those are those raw and like, I only, I feel like those moments I can have because my mom and dad are there. Cause it's like that release of they'll catch me when this happens. So, sorry. (laughs) just wanted to slide that in there. Wow.
2: But also when we're in the hospital, it's so funny because we'll be in there and in the morning the docs will come in and the nurses and they'll go, okay, what are we going to do today? And they'll always ask Lauren because there's a lot of things, even with my husband, that they're, you know, he's so, he's not typical. So what you would do for a normal child, like for Ryan, you wouldn't do for Evan because he, he takes medications differently. Um, and going through this, Lauren's been a big help, even with her dad, because he's going through certain things. So she'll call and she says, hey, you need to do this, 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 and this. And it's like, okay. And I don't question her because she knows now living it, she can, she can tell me, hey, you know, your dad's oxygen shouldn't be in the, 60, you know, in the 60s. Well, they're saying it's fine. His finger doesn't work. You know when they put it on and they're and she's going no it works just fine you know
1: like I made her FaceTime me one time with my dad being in the hospital to look at the waves on the on the post because they kept saying no 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 it's not reading correctly and I looked I'm like FaceTime me and I was like and I, I I got mad and I was like why on earth would they say that it's not reading correctly because they don't like that number and he looks okay. He's compensating. I was like you need to get mad at the mom and she was like well I'm like but me around (laughs) so so by her going
2: through a lot of these things with the doctors in the hospital and stuff she's been able to help a lot of other people not only her dad but you know a lot of people um in their journey by saying hey you know this this and this so by having evan you know you meet all these different people that help you within your journey so Mm -hmm. it's it's been yeah it's been when we go out, it's, oh, you're you're Evan's mom. <laughs> you know, it's usually like, oh, you're the so-and-so's daughter or whatever. Now it's, oh, you're Evan's mom, you
1: know. <laughs> and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, we are. So where does Evan fall in the birth order for your grandchildren? He is third. He's third. So At you a, had a four out of four, third out of four. So you have two, what we would kind of define as typically developing grandchildren. And then you have Evan and then another typically developing Brian. Yes. Yeah. So how was that different? Um, did you feel like you were trying to divide your time between grandkids? I know that's a conversation we have with parents a lot is trying to maintain that relationship with the ones that are typically developing and then all your energy and efforts are into the one with the special health care needs or medically fragile. And so did you feel that push pull relationship as well as a grandparent?
2: I didn't. Um, I, I, fortunately, um, my other daughter lives close to us, um, only 15 minutes away. So I get to see my two pretty much on a regular basis. I wish we were closer up here so I could see my other two as much. Um, but we try and come up as much as possible, and and once a year I bring the other two and we do a summer type deal. They go swimming and play at the park and play with Evan. Brian wasn't here yet, so he this is the first time they they're getting to see him. Um, but now I, I you know when I'm here I give my time to those just to get them situated and 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 all. But we'll still play with Evan. Um, he's a big part of our family and and also And if the
1: other two are trying to get her attention when she's trying to spend time with Evan, she will make it very clear like you had my time earlier, mm-hmm. my time here right now is with Evan. We can go do this later. Like she makes it very yeah. she makes it very aware that this is her time with Evan and they're not gonna <laughs> interrupt her, yeah. they're not gonna pull yeah. her away. Yeah. This and if they want to play while well, she's with them, that's fine. But She's not going anywhere. Like, we'll sit and watch a
2: movie, you know, or something. We'll, sometimes I want to cuddle with him. And, it, you know, he, Evan has a personality and he just tells you, I, uh, no, no, no. So I try and rub his foot or, or his leg or something. And I'll move it. I'm like, okay, I'll just sit here, you know, but I'm not moving from here. So, you know, he but he does tell, you know, he'll, he'll give you his opinion. He does. He has one. <laughs> so I need you to you know about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have some favorite moments with Evan that you like, that you'd like to share with everyone?
2: oh, I've got one that was really special. We were up at um, the Poconos. So, uh, we went up there and I think, what was he? Just diagnosed. So they were doing- like they,
1: seven months. Yeah, so
2: months. they were coming up. We spent the we spent about 10 days up there. And I told Lauren and Sam, don't worry, I've got this covered. You know, Lauren's been teaching me little things. So um, we were feeding him and it was me and my sister and we're sitting on the couch. Through the G2. Yes, yes. And I said, I looked at my sister. I said, mm-mm something's going to happen. So let's turn off the feed. So we did. And I was very proud of myself. Lauren came home and I said, I think Evan was going to get sick. So I turned off his feed. And Lauren goes, oh, okay, mom. I'm like, all right, whatever. She turned on the feed.
1: Yes, he got
2: sick. Was like she's like, please, grandma grandma not, she, it. she's not
1: being excited that he got sick. She's being excited because she's right. i was right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she just thought, oh, Grandma, what do you know? You know, Mama Dee doesn't.
1: You know, she's
2: she was afraid. And was like, no, something's not right. So it was pretty. It was pretty funny. So, um, yeah. But he's. Um, I, I love it when he smiles, and you know, you ask him a question, and he'll, he'll, you know, communicate. He loves to talk. Um, you know, he'll give you, like I said, his opinion and it's just, you know, just seeing him, I mean, when they announced what, uh, Lauren was going to have, um, a baby boy or baby girl, we had a party and he was just all smiles and just, you know, having a blast outside with them and stuff. Um, you know, they sent me a picture on the phone and it was a snow angel and I asked her, I had to ask her, uh. What is this? And she goes, it's a snow angel. I said, Oh, cool. Yeah, Evan didn't
1: didn't like that. Yeah,
2: but there wasn't much snow, so you really couldn't tell it was really, you know, but it was pretty cool. So there was a lot of things that Evan has done that is is really cool. Um, there's, you know, he was swimming and being in the pool and just having, you know, a good time with him. Um, I can't really pick out one, but there's so many. Um, just awesome times with him. And these are things that, that we've taken so many pictures. Even Lauren says. There's never a bad picture, even though there are,
1: but it's, it's with him. There's never a bad picture, no matter what he's doing. Well, because everyone, and I realized too, like now the older I'm getting, it's like, you don't really want to be in p- families, right? especially moms don't like being in pictures or they do, but they want to be like looking the best. It's like, just take the picture. Cause one day you're going to, even if you look at it, then you're like, oh, I'm going to delete it. I learned not to delete any photos because those photos is the only time I have at that moment. So, but so, yeah, I'll take pictures of mom, even if she's holding Evan and she has a moment, I'll still take the picture because I want her to see it. Like she's having that moment and like she does the same thing to me. If I'm holding Evan and I just catch myself crying, mom's taking a picture from across the room, which I don't even know. So, yeah,
0: but just take the pictures.
1: Yeah. Yep. Lots of pictures. Live the moment, but still take the picture. Yeah.
0: So Lauren did share that you you were aware that they were going to add another family member so that Ryan was going to come into their life and you yeah. were a part of that base um group of people that knew it even though they they hadn't made things public or anything as far as trying to add that baby into their um, add their fourth party of four. And so I'm wondering if you, if Lauren will give you permission to maybe share what your thoughts were as far as adding another baby. Were you scared? Were you nervous for them? Were you? um, So when we first found out she had, that um, Evan had minkies.
2: um, And then we read the article that uh, males are affected and females are carriers. Um, I was devastated because we've never had boys. And I thought, oh my gosh, I did this. And my mom never had boys. She had two, two girls. And then my grandmother only had my mom. And then my great-grandmother had tons of kids. But that was in World War II and a lot of them didn't make it. So we don't know at that point um, if, if it's, you know, who had it. Um, I know that we tested my niece and she does not. Um, we do have a grandson, Max, who is fine. Um, and so we will test Ada when she gets older, which is my niece, see if she carries the gene. Um, when she told me how she was going about it, um, at first I was kind of confused because I, you know, our generation, we didn't have anything like that. Um, but she told me the process and everything and, um. I'm not really quite sure of all the processes <laughs> that I am to help but they check the eggs and everything and they make sure they're healthy and um you know so she she went through that and she had to do a lot of shots and a lot of a lot of things that um I thought oh lord you know this is a lot lot to go through but th- this is what Lauren's always wanted a family she's always wanted to be a mom um and so when she finally told us that she was pregnant you know that the eggs were healthy and she was pregnant um we were excited um you know and so we were following her the whole way, you know, and everything and, um, had the baby. And, uh, first thing she does is she calls up and she says, he's in the, the no, NICU." the NICU. And I said, okay, why? And she said, oh, he wasn't breathing right. I said, okay, no problem. She goes, mom. I said, Lauren, we know this baby is a healthy baby because you know that. I mean, you don't have to worry about anything. He was two weeks early, so some things are going to happen, and we just have to go with that. Oh, mom, I don't know. I, I was, you got it. You got to let it go, Lauren. You know. So um, when I, I was working at the kitchen table, and she said she came home, and um, I said, "Oh, when are you when or no?" I think I, I, asked I, I
1: walked in and I said, "What are you doing?" And she was working. What are you doing? And I was holding Ryan because I had come, We had come back from the NICU. They let us go. And I didn't tell my mom we were coming home. They just said, we can release you today. And I said, can you do it before, like, before noon? She's like, no, we're going to do it right now. So I was like, so we can be back there before breakfast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I was working and all of a sudden, I, you know, I just figured she's coming in. And all of a sudden I look up and there's a baby. So it was really cool to have a new addition to the
1: family and, and get to see this little baby. Um, so my parents were only supposed to be in town for like a week. And they came two days before Ryan was born to help me kind of get ready. And then I was supposed to be induced on – I was supposed to go in Sunday night at midnight, have a Monday. But by the time I got there, I was already having my own contractions, and we didn't want to speed up the labor because we were waiting for Sam because of nursing and just having everything in order. And um, so when they pulled him into the NICU on Tuesday morning – so he wasn't even with us for, like, I don't know, 24 hours – they pulled him into the NICU. I kept thinking, Oh my gosh, my parents are leaving. They might never meet Ryan. Like they're going to, they, she had to be back at work and like, yes, you could have called and had him try to figure something out, but I didn't want her. She already took a whole week off of work. I didn't want her to have to keep taking more time off. And I kept telling the NICU, I'm like, if you're like, everybody knew about Evan up there. So they're like, well, we feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable, like we know that, you know, the signs and I'm like, yeah, so when they told me they were releasing me, I called Sam. I'm like, don't tell mom he's coming home. I'll drive us home. Because I had the car. I was like, I'll because I was going up there just to pump her to feed him. And then I would leave every once in a while. And so that's what happened was Sam just said, like, she's coming home. And I think my mom said, like, does she want eggs? And he's like, Yeah. And so when I came home, I just showed up like I would normally would that week with yep. the baby. And he never that- <laughs> Yep.
2: Was, oh, was it- that the time we had the snow the ice storm? Uh-uh. Oh, that was, was that. That. <laughs> that was funny too.
1: <laughs> was that funny? It so, was. I'm pretty <laughs> it was sure so we fun. were trying to sell a house and our fence came down
2: the week before, and all <laughs> the trees in front of your house. No. Yeah, that was, that was no. pretty good. That was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> See, we've got great memories though. See, these are the things that you're we're always going to remember is and and how to associate them with with
1: Evan and and the family and stuff so it's really cool but even when they're like hard times and you live on are hard. but looking back like the ice storm like ice and snow is like the worst thing that can happen when you're a special needs child mm-hmm. on oxygen because the question's not if it's in oklahoma it's when is your power going to go out and like we're really fortunate to have a generator and our power did not go out no, during it, that time it did not. but i mean were trees everywhere i mean everybody if you're in oklahoma everybody remembers that ice storm it was awful so yep
2: but you know like i said these are you always associate i mean we went to the zoo Mm -hmm. i'll never forget we went to the zoo and when did we go
1: memorial day it was
2: memorial day okay i knew it was over something and sam complained the whole entire time it was my, my husband just kept going i'm with Sam why are we here? <laughs> I'm not saying, it, but he wouldn't say a word because he knew it meant a lot to Lauren to, to take Evan to the zoo. And so it might need. oh no, no, it was, no just us. Yeah. it was just us. And it was so funny because Lauren and I were like, okay, we're going to go and do this, and this.
1: Well, that morning we had gone out to breakfast with Evan and he did great. Yeah. And I was like, let's just go to the zoo. We're already out. We have it like have enough oxygen. Let's just go. And we get there, and Sam is completely, like, literally yelling at me the entire time. I don't know why we're here. And he's going to listen to this, and he's going to go, I didn't sound like that. <laughs> didn't sound exactly like that. But all I heard was, Mom, this is a bad idea. This is awful. If something happens, it's on you. And I was like, okay. We get out of the car, and Evan's oxygen tanks. And I was like, ah, eh, we'll be fine. Let's just keep going. <laughs> We got wet. Not even. We got into the zoo area. Maybe ten minutes in, I was like, "Yeah, we gotta go home." Yeah, but, but we got. Because-
2: we did a couple of things, and then, we, then we we went home. But you know, yeah. you can't you can't just live your life going. What if? You know, and and I'm so proud of Sam and Lauren. They don't do that. Um, they don't just leave Evan. There, you know, they make him a part of everything that we do. Um you know, it's, you know, let's do this, let's do this, let's take him, let's, you know, instead of just saying, um, I, I'm, I'm fearful, um, you know, his oxygen level might, might tank, it tanks. They know what to do. It's not, this is, you know, not the first time, um, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last, but they work with him and they're not afraid to put him in the pool for 30 minutes, you know, and Father's Day when he wasn't really feeling well. But those are times that, you know like she said we could have just sat around all day and did nothing and that's not you know yeah, they're not afraid decide. you know they're 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 willing to take that chance and you know you hear about um you know kids that don't get that opportunity you know um they ha- also had a chance I, I'll never forget when the doctor told her that um it wouldn't be a bad idea for them to think about putting them in a home and I'll never forget the look on her face and she was like Uh, you know, not that he suggested it, and that it was okay. um, But she was like, that's my child. And there is no way that I am going to do that. He's part of us. And we're going to make he's our family. And I'm not going to a home, you know, and I really believe that that's what kept Evan with us as long as he is, because he gets that love he gets that attention. No one's afraid to hold him. No one's afraid, you know, to, I mean, every time I'm here, she goes, mom, you want to hold him? And I know sometimes he's so comfortable and I go, let me, let's, let's wait. Let's wait. Cause he is. And I, I just feel like, oh, you're going to move that poor kid. And, he, and then he's going to get in my arms and he's going to go, okay, Mommy, I'm done. You know, <laughs> I don't want this anymore. <laughs> so, you know, but they're not afraid. They, they really aren't. And that's, I think um, every, ch- every parent that goes through this should know to take that risk. It may be the last time. Um, and, and something may happen during that, but by not doing it, you're, you're missing out on that, that joy, that, that, um, that piece of life that you have and that you want to share with not only with yourself being selfish, but also with your child, you know, um, there are a lot of things that I know that Lauren does probably because, and like she says, you know, Um, oh, we're fine. We're fine. You know, she'll just say that. Um, And knowing that we're probably not fine, but I want to do this not only for Evan, but for me, because I need that joy. I need to see my child do
1: whatever it is. But I'm also not going to put Evan in a situation where he is so miserable or it's going to hurt him. him. Like when we talked about going to San Diego, like I pushed because he was still okay. But if we got on the air that first flight, I don't, I don't know what would have happened. And I'm glad that like Evan showed his. I mean, I was praying that Evan, if Evan could not get on the flight, something would happen. And he made it perfectly clear he wasn't ready to get on the flight. And I was okay being like, okay, we got, we got to the airplane. Yeah, you know that, that's a that's a plus. And we go home. Like I just like there are times that we have canceled things last minute. Like we were supposed to go to Tinker, the Air Force put on was gonna put this huge show on for mm-hmm. Evan was gonna make him a captain. They had like um, 25 to 50 people included in this. And we got up to the point of me putting him in the car and Sam was like, you know we're not going, right? And I was like, I, know. Like, I knew I, we weren't gonna go but I was gonna push until I couldn't. And I remember calling my friend that put it together and her husband was the person who actually put it together in the uh, Navy. And he was just like, well, I know that you can't come to us but can we come to you? And he grabbed another buddy, and him. they came out and gave him his flight suit, got to talk to him, got him, like, all these patches. They did, like, all this stuff, and I felt awful that we canceled on all the bigger things. I mean, I don't know how much of the day that would have taken out to do Evan, but that's still, like, all these people are planning on you being there. And us being, like, just making sure that you know that, like, we might not show, and it's not because we don't want to be there, but Evan wasn't. Right, yeah, and that's one of those things, they went out of their way to still come and make Evan have that day, because they could, right? Um, and, Mm -hmm. like, if we would have went, I think it would have just stressed him out, and that was a good call on our part, and we still got to see the joy of that day. It just looked different because of seizures and everything else that was happening that day, but.
2: Yeah, and you know what was really cool is his last birthday over covid um, we did a Halloween drive thru So Evan got in a Halloween costume, and they put him in. What, a, yeah. They put him in a um, in the wagon. Um, both of his nurses side by side, one on one side, one on the other. We had a I bought off
1: Amazon. So we have a um, a Wonderfold wagon, which is amazing. They are expensive, but they are definitely worth it, and they have special needs discounts on their website. So, they have like um, other, now they're coming and they're getting other accessories for them too. So, like oxygen stuff, all these cool things that are coming with it. Um, And my grandma purchased the wagon for us. And I went on Amazon and I thought, you know what? Evan should be a firefighter this year. It'd Mm -hmm. be an easy thing. He already has the oxygen, like we can just play it off of that. So, I got a pop up tent that I cut because it's like a pop up um, fire truck. And I just stuck it over the, wagon and put him one of our friends her husband is a firefighter and he got her got him a shirt from the Oklahoma City Fire Department so he wore that and a hat right yeah and a hat yeah and yeah Yeah. you can tell what else and then and then it was really cool the line
2: they have they have a u-shaped driveway so the line went all the way down the street and then some And people just came and honked their horn and they had signs up and they were holding signs and And Lauren had made these really cute goodie bags. So all the kids got a goodie bag when they came up, we were handing them out. They were giving them balloons. I mean, they made these beautiful signs for him that we got to keep Mm -hmm. and and she's going to put up in his room and stuff. But it was, those are things, you know, that um, they can't come in and they can't come in contact. But just to take that time out, you know, of their day and 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 come and, and drive through and say hi to Evan. And he made
0: it the entire yeah, time off. Yeah. Yeah,
2: we got videos and pictures yeah. and everything. He was the nurses were having him wave and you know, doing his thing and he had this big huge smile on his face. It was great. It yeah. was really it was fun.
1: It worked a lot better than I thought. <laughs> we are in October. It was like dead center. It's two mm-hmm. weeks, it's a week, two weeks before um, Halloween. And I just thought, you know what, have everybody, everyone buys Halloween costumes and they only wear it once. Like parents are spending 30 plus dollars on a costume. So I just said, everybody wear their costume. And then when they pulled up into the driveway, all the kids said hi to him from afar so he could see him and they could see him. And like, it was, I think because of COVID, we did a party like that because the year before we did um, the extreme animals at our house and that was... That's something I didn't go to. It was fun. Evan had, Evan sees the entire time during that party, but it was like the pictures and like everything that came with it. All the kids loved it. But like, usually I like doing stuff that's age appropriate for him. And we were supposed to do that. The Extreme Animals the year before when he turned three, but he ended up in the hospital and the hospital wouldn't allow me. (laughs) <laughs> Wouldn't allow me to have the animals up because I was going to open it up to the floor yeah. to let everybody like come see anybody that's like well enough to come see the animals because we had already per- like we already had the You're time and everything. You
2: really think they're going to let you bring animals?
1: <laughs> I mean, Evan or no Evan? <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> I figured some people probably donated, and sometimes they could come up. I mean, I didn't know, and I figured I could kind of wiggle. I knew that they couldn't go in the pick you, but I figured. I don't know. Yeah, we had a okay. great
2: time that, I mean, every time, I mean, those were great times too. We all had, we, um, had the cafeteria downstairs and we FaceTimed Evan and we sang happy birthday to him. And, um, it was really cool because, uh, my niece had made t-shirts for all of us. Um, this family doesn't fight alone or no one in this family fights alone or, it was really cool. So and we each had a different colors. So my mom had one color and then my sister and I had one color and all the husbands had another color. So it was really cool. And all the grandkids. So um it was it was fun. Then we got to take they let us in, which they didn't need to. There was what 13 or 14, 15 of us
1: in a room, um, taking pictures in the pickup in the pick you. Yeah. They uh, open so like the pick you has like they always open so they can get everybody in, not us, but like your beds and every, all the equipment that they need. And they knew everybody was coming up and I didn't, I had no idea. Sam had told them like, Hey, letting you know, like an army is coming up here. And then after the party or whenever it was, maybe it was before, um, they allowed us to take pictures with Evan. So they opened the whole door up and just basically was like, you just call us when you need us. And And then
2: he had three nurses at the time. Four, three or four nurses. Home nurses. They were, yeah, they were all in, they had their own t-shirts that my niece had made for them. And so they got pictures with Evan. It was just, these are things that we're always going to remember, you know? So every single time we come, we make a memory. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't matter what, if Evan's doing bad, we make a we make a memory. It's still a memory that we will always treasure and, and remember. So.
1: so for instance, like that time when we're taking these pictures, these shirts were already made, but because Evan wasn't doing well, we decided to still do the best that we had Mm -hmm. and, like, push through and, like, hold him and love on him. Because, like, my mom said, you don't know when that last time is and that last visit will be. Um, Yeah. And that's why, like, the trauma doesn't seem so bad because you have so many good things wrapped around that trauma and those hospital stays and those, like, bad times that you kind of not forget. So I don't think you ever forget those emotions that you go through, like the diagnosis mm-hmm. and like the first hospital stay and like the big moments. But that's not where your mind goes to all the time anymore. I think. It- right. Right. And, the,
2: and it just when my whole family were, was coming down for his third birthday, I knew it. No one else. I mean, there were very few of us knew it. Um, I had talked to Sam about it. And so we picked them up and we all met down. We met on the floor because I knew where they were and I called Lauren and I said oh Lauren I got I need your help I got some stuff in the car I can't get it out can
1: you and Sam come down and help me you want wait you want to know my reaction why the hell is she bringing stuff to the you? <laughs> we've been here so many times these rooms are not big enough what the heck is she bringing that she needs three people to carry up into the you? So I'm complaining about it as I'm walking out of the pick field. So you, so you, we're
2: all like off to the side, right? And the door opens and a nurse comes out. We're all yelled surprise, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> we, we, so then all of a sudden, Lauren and Sam walk out, and Lauren's face. I mean, and of course she goes, "What?" and with a couple of words. And, <laughs> um, and the next thing out of her mouth to my mom was does this mean you're not coming Christmas? <laughs> because we were all there and we were supposed to come Christmas. She said, no, we're coming Christmas. But yeah, she was, you know, and these are things that we have to do, um, for the family because, um, just to get their minds off of, you know, what was going on. I mean, it was that weekend. The well, next okay.
1: Week. So he also was mm-hmm. turning three. So this, this trip was already planned. Yeah. And I didn't know they were, the surprise was he was turning three and my whole family, my whole side of my mom's family was going to show up. So that was already planned, which like nobody shared with me, but my only person that knew was Sam. Mm-hmm. So like when it happened, it was like, I mean, they weren't going to cancel their trip. Cause Evan was in the hospital. No, no. I mean, if anything, we were coming
2: down. Everyone was adamant about coming down. It was like, no, we're, we're coming. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun because Sam knew about it and, and to see the surprise on Lauren's face and having us all there and then taking all the pictures. I mean it was just these are times that you know a lot of people would shy away from. And I think our family doesn't it. Yeah, yeah, we're a different We're a different breed over. Here. <laughs> we, we do things that we probably shouldn't do, you know, like with each other. Um, pushing each other to the limit and trying to make sure that you know we all um, support each other, but uh, uh, stand behind them and and make sure that they do the best that they can. I mean, we support Lauren when she talks to OU. Um, you know, when she does her thing of, about uh, the special needs and 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 all that with them, and just being open on Facebook. I mean, you know, she'll she'll put her emotions out there. She'll put. And people that know her or just follow Evan see that, and I think it opens up a lot of other people that they don't have to be afraid. Um, you know, it's not, we we don't decide um, really when our time is or what we're doing here. Um, we just try to, to do what we're supposed to do, um, you know, through through the Lord and, and just loving on Evan and having Evan being a part of everybody else's life is, is mm-hmm. awesome because he's the one who's really bringing all the emotions and all the joy and all the um, really heartache too, because we know that there's gonna be some, some really difficult times coming up and those emotions are, are gonna be hard, and, but we're gonna all get through them, you know, because we know that um, it's, it's through Evan that, that all of this is possible because we probably wouldn't look at life the way that we look at it now.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of A Copper Penny for Your Thoughts. This is part one of my conversation with Mama Dee and Lauren. You will not want to miss tomorrow's release of part two as we continue their mother-daughter conversation about Evan, the many memories that they've made together with Evan, and the impact he has on others who know and love him deeply. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405- Two seven one five zero seven two.